0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live from the Tower, your weekly Destiny show. We are back after taking a break for last week because there was not much going on at all. So we're back. Everything's hunky dory. Zeph's here. Hooray! Yeah, and there's a good amount of news this week. Uh, There's a bit of drama in the community. You know because it's an online community what do you expect
1: destiny 2 community can't go a week without drama it will literally starve to death
0: i wh- hold on all right so I, I i've this is now a question in my brain that just sprouted which game had more drama <laughs> destiny 1 or destiny 2
1: i mean at this point destiny 2 has been around for longer so i would say oh, you
0: got me there uh, that was a that was a dumb question on my part.
1: Oh boy! All right,
0: so let me pull up the old phone before it dies, and let's jump right into this. So right off the bat, Twab Meaty, they claimed uh, it was thousands of words. Uh, but the big thing is they skipped a whole section that they said uh, they were going to tell us.
1: That is true, but then uh, on Twitter, Hippie said that they're going to cover that next week. So.
0: Okay, fair. I think fair
1: uh, that just didn't pass, like, final edit. All right. Edit or something.
0: So, tune in next week as we talk about the material economy and how Bungie is going to address that in upcoming seasons and or expansions. But besides that, all right, so right off the bat, people got banned. Yep. Like, a lot of people got banned. And I don't know the exact number of how many, but they said... Uh, What did they say? At least 60 of them were false positives?
1: Exactly, yeah. So they said 60 were false positives. Everybody else who went for an appeal, either online or formally, was lying.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: But 60 people actually literally were false positives and were banned by human error, which has been reverted at this time, I believe, or is in the process of reversion.
0: All right solid so people are getting their their accounts back and access to the game back which is great you'll love to see it absolutely love to see it now i don't know how, how do you want to tackle this looking at the looking at our show notes because we could we could hit it any which way you want
1: so uh... i will
0: i will let you pick pick topic number one and we can just we can just go from there
1: I mean, sequentially makes sense to me, but basically, y'all listening to this, uh, there are a lot of topics which then kind of, I don't want to say devolves, but kind of like, it goes through a bit of a metamorphosis of they go from direct explanations of changes, buffs, nerfs, et cetera, to answering community questions. And probably by the time we get to the community questions, which are actually very informative, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, But by the time we get to there, we're probably going to branch out a bit. I would encourage you to read those. We can go over some of them. Right. Uh, But otherwise, as a frame of reference, Mr. Cross was recording his video, did his by himself, and it took him half an hour. So between the two of us chatting back and forth, it would probably take longer if we read every, every, everything.
0: Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even make it through his whole video because I was in. Yep. Oh, to be fair, I was in the middle of leaving work, and I sure. didn't listen to it after I left. But so sure. okay, so there's a lot of things you you could pick if you want to go sequentially. Then we'll hit it sequentially. So right off the bat, there are big exotic changes coming. Um, right. And one of them is strictly tied to the full auto. Accessibility option that is coming to the game. Now we love accessibility; more people to play the game. That's why it's on Epic Game Store. You know, that's why skill-based matchmaking exists, so it's more accessible to a greater ocean of people. So Bungie, have been talking about adding a a full auto option to just turn every gun full auto, and instead, well, not instead of it, in the stead of that. I think that's the phrase. Yeah, words. Um in its stead there we go i got it i'm smart right yeah in its stead they issued the full auto mod which we have used on countless guns um mainly i know i've used it on syncopation uh peace of mind was a big one you know you could probably throw it on the new hockey sidearm that goes in your primary slot And get kind of like an Iron Wreath D vibe going. You know, you you could use it for a lot of things. So there are some exotics that have been given full auto in their catalyst. And one which had full auto at base launch. And those exotics are as follows. uh, Traveler's Chosen. Vigilance Wing. And No Time to Explain. Now, the latter had launched with full auto as part of its weapon. Like it was that was it's that was part of it part of the fantasy part of the appeal is that you could fire this pulse rifle full auto you land your precision shots a time warp opens up and now you're firing full auto shots are coming in from across time. It's really fun travelers chosen got it added in its catalyst and so did vigilance wing and now Bungie when the new full auto option rolls out they are keeping the mod in game because they want players to be able to choose that with their legendary guns, without having to make every weapon full auto. But, they are also removing the full auto from the three exotics listed, and replacing them with, in my opinion, kind of a random perk, Uh, instead of giving them the ability to toggle full auto at least for the two with catalysts uh and we'll get into it but i i wholeheartedly disagree and i'm gonna lay that out there right now uh i th- i think it's like kind of shitty they're just gonna take it out of no time to explain when that was how the gun was designed and now zef's gonna talk and tell me while it's okay to feel shitty about it it's good for the whole community. Go ahead, up
1: that much is true uh so i think the full auto is nice on no time uh it was nice to have it baked in there i don't think it's necessary but i'm gonna come back to the that in a second because mm-hmm. i want to talk about travelers chosen uh mostly because it'll go quicker that surplus to travelers chosen even though it's losing full auto, it getting surplus instead, that is just a flat out buff. That literally just makes the gun better. Um, that you're refills gonna have to tap, your mirror, right? Surplus? No, it gives you bonus stats on how many abilities you have. Oh. Which feeds right into the loop of the gun. And if you're using it with Heart of Inmost Light because you're playing Titan because you like enjoying the game, then. <laughs> wow. You just yeah, it's a direct buff.
0: <laughs> uh, You're just taking uh, shots today, huh?
1: Yes, with my Traveler's chosen. Okay. Now, vigilance wing ensemble that makes it directly better in PVE. I'm not sure how many people are using vigilance wing in PVE, and if you are, go with God, live your best life. Uh, I can try and find that out. It's it's definitely not like a bad choice, right? Um. But, I mean, typically you are using Vigi Wing in PvP, and I think that Ensemble's a good choice, because uh, it forces you to play with your team, and then you can be last man standing and still have a bit of a buff. I think if you just had straight-up alacrity on it, um, that it would be too much of a, like, your fire team dies and now you're a raid boss gun. Not so much that, like, oh, if you have this gun, you're invincible, but I think that in the hands of a superior player, having a five-round burst weapon with alacrity and last man standing, that would be considerable. Like, a lot of people, I could see people baiting their teammates. So I think Ensemble's a good change, but it could be more thematic. Now let's talk about No Time. feeding um, Frenzy, I see actually as a small buff it could have been a lot, lot more oppressive. They could have put another perk on there that would have made No Time even more of a monster, so a bit of a sticky wicket there. Kill clip? Feeding Frenzy is... Well, if they put kill clip, <laughs> that would literally... Just, yeah, it, it would turn it into a one-burst weapon. Um, I know, you love to see it. So, Feeding Frenzy's good, because, yes, you, you are good with the weapon, it can become oppressive, but it's not oppressive out of the gate. Uh, you have to get the initial kill, and then you add boost the reload, which, you know, that helps on no time.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: not something like Head Seeker. It's not something like Zen Moment. It's not something like they should have put sure kill clip. You know,
0: they should have put Desperado on it.
1: It's not something like Desperado, which <laughs> oh my god, no time does not need. Yes,
0: ooh, Desperado. Um,
1: the question I have, and I think a few people in the community have, is will your time portal also be able to proc Feeding Frenzy? Like, if your time portal gets a kill, does that stack towards Feeding Frenzy? Right. Um, feeding Frenzy works here. You know, I like it a lot. And I like it because, again, you have to be earning these kills. You have to be playing with how the weapon wants to be used. I struggled mm-hmm. with my sentence there a lot. It's okay, um, you got to use the weapon how it wants to be used for feeding frenzy to truly be effective. Uh, I like it. I like it on there. i It does feel like a buff, but it does kind of suck that they're taking the full auto out of it. I empathize with you. I mean, I use the full auto on no time when i if you have lined up your shots correctly, you should be able to just like kind of hold the trigger for a second or two mm-hmm. and get the kill. um. But, I mean, the tap fire on a 340, that's not going to be a huge deal. It'll be a slight change in play style for a lot of people, myself included. But I think people are, once they start monkeying around with the feeding frenzy, they're going to like it. You know?
0: So, listen, I can't i can't say that I'm, like, heartbroken, because I'm, I'm going to be real. The only time I use no time to explain is trials, And I haven't played trials since... We went to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So, and even then, Rage had got our friend Rage Spy. If you're listening, Rage Spy, we hope you are, and we know you are. You're the best. Uh, kind of coached me into not using full auto in mm-hmm. trials, and specifically tap firing. I guess, so I don't remember if they said this specifically, but... It, it seemed like they were trying to kind of bring these more into PVE because I don't know anybody who's used no time in PVE even uh, with, even with like getaway artists and all that fun stuff.
1: I did it on release. I don't think I've done it since.
0: Right. So yeah, you know, um, I understand people saying ensemble is a very weird perk choice. Mm hmm. Because the whole point of the gun is you get buffed when your teammate dies and you're alone. Mm-hmm. So uh we'll see we'll see how that how that all plays out. Now there's another big exotic nerf. And I think we'll we'll just dive into this one right now. Uh Divinity is getting a nerf. Now I don't have the stats in front of me uh because the object I'm using to read show notes is currently dying, but mm-hmm. <laughs> while i scribble down the rest of show notes on a post-it zev tell me why divinity's nerf divinity's getting nerfed besides the fact because bungie said oh man players are having fun cheesing bosses can't have that
1: so the stated reason is that quote that said divinity is incredibly dominant in endgame pve because it trivializes aiming precision weapons and has an extremely high uptime for weekend end quote that is true Uh, They said, though, that it's not that big a problem in Isolation. Um, That it's, they don't think it's actually a balance problem in Isolation. But they think that it does suck the air out of the room for other debuffs. Uh, Tether, Tractor, for example, if we ever get Oppressive Darkness, um, which are great debuffs. But do not have the efficacy of divinity. Do not have the ease of use of divinity. Uh, so basically, what they're doing is they're keeping the bubble, but they are bringing the weaken from 30% to 15%, which sounds big on paper. That is literally, you know, they slash in half. I don't think. I don't think many raid teams are honestly gonna like struggle that that much with it. There are ways around it. If you really wanted to, you deadfall tether and then div on top of it. You still have your 30%. If you want, you tractor, and then you div on top of that. You know, if you really, really want the 30% weakened, you will find a way to get the 30%. Weaken. Oh,
0: yeah. And then, especially since there are literally aspects and fragments that mm-hmm. weaken targets. And if you run something like, uh, what is it? Collective Obligation? yeah that adds is that adds whatever the the debuff is right that that's what the gun adopts, or is it just devour?
1: No, I think it also debuffs. I honestly don't have the gun, so eh. but you I still think, don't yeah, have it nope
0: now okay now I have to get at when after this move, if you still don't have it, after I've moved and set up i will I will now become the Sherpa and take you to get it. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't i didn't mean for it to sound condescending i was just (laughs) i was just riffing no i do i do want to help you get it because i don't to me it's an okay gun Mm. to you someone who's like oh traveler's chosen heart in most light and literally knows all the combos for weapons and armor Mm. you're just going to be like oh yeah this is my warlock build this is my this is my nova bomb i live here now I mean, Collective I
1: just... Obligation is very powerful with the right setups.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you could also just, you know, say, screw the Div buff, you shoot Deadfall Tether, and everybody else whips out Izanagi. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how you clear the second encounter of Garden to this
1: day. Still, still gotta clear your shots.
0: Yeah, right? So, I, I don't know. Divinity's one of those guns that it almost feels situational to me In that The same way Xenophage did Like I got them, I'm hyped But they are they were only really good in boss Or well Xenophage was also good in gambit But that's that, you know Div to me has always been The who's the div guy Yeah Basically you bring this into raid And then you put it back in your vault Because otherwise you know you use something like Kohlhardt or Prometheus Lens or... Is there another trace rifle that I'm forgetting?
1: I mean, there's Ager's, there's Prometheus, there's Heart, and Wave Splitter.
0: Wave Splitter. Wave Splitter is the other one nobody uses. Uh, and Ager's, right? So, I'm not heartbroken about it. hmm I'm always... I'm always of the mindset of I like cheesing bosses. Sure. So it's a bummer because I don't mind us going into Old Man and just well div and then just nuke the ever living hell out of him. Sure. That's like the best part to me. But you know, we'll see what happens. I'm you know, bosses. Yeah, aren't we can gonna, still do that though. Yeah, bosses aren't going to get too much harder. I think you said it best in Discord. You're lucky if some two-phase bosses go into our normal three-phase.
1: Yeah, they'll squeak over, you know, I think for <laughs> some of them. I think that a lot of the outcry and outrage was like, oh, well, so many, you know, not that many day one teams are going to clear now. And I'm like, well, you know, for some of the encounters, yeah, div was kind of essential. You know, Warpriest day one, that weaken effect, and especially the precision effect, that felt mandatory. Um, but, like, Aeons were the thing there, because ammo economy, you know?
0: Yeah. You could
1: have used rockets on Old Man Warp Reast on day one, but ammo economy. Mm. LFRs, it was just the move, and so then Div became the move. Um, but if we're balancing boss encounters simply around Divinity, yeah, that is going to make things really stale, and then kind of just Hold the door wide open for power creep. So, to circle back to my point, you know, I don't think it's going to change the number that drastically, or rather, the percentage that drastically of the amount of teams that get a day one clear. And not to shatter your dreams forever and ever, but like if you really needed that 15% to get the clear on an encounter, you probably weren't getting day one anyhow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I, I agree, it's, it's, um, someone was talking about, oh, I think it was True Vanguard, yeah, I was watching True, uh, True Vanguard put a video out today ranking all 14 seasons of Destiny from Season of the Forge to Season of Plunder, and he had got to Anarchy, and he would mentioned Galahorn and he's like, well, Galahorn's in the game now, and it's, it's almost been a cycle with Bungie. There's always one gun, right? Uh-huh. It was Galahorn. then it was Anarchy, then it was Izanagi's... Well, Izanagi's and Anarchy were, like, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Izzy kind of fell off, Anarchy kept going, and then Anarchy basically got nerfed, and now it's Divinity, and now Divs mm-hmm. down. And give it a matter of time, I mean... By the time Lightfall comes out, there's probably going to be some exotic in Lightfall that just cracks encounters in half, and everyone's just going to go to that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It yeah. is It is a bad thing, like you said, when, when Bungie then starts to develop around it. And that's kind of mm. a problem Blizzard has with WoW, and they've even admitted it in interviews about Dragonflight, specifically with add-ons. And that's why they're starting to update their UI and put some of these add-ons in the game because, you know, if they start developing encounters around the add-ons, it, you know, they're basically going to have to make these count encounters, like, impossible and so yeah. mechanic-heavy that it's going to be, nobody's going to want to play it. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: I mean, I wouldn't, that can, that message can be taken. And rebranded and spun around so that, like, oh, Bungie's marketing exclusively to the casual, you know, they don't want to have things become super mechanically involved or, like, all these DPS checks, pay to win, etc. And, you know, that that's really disingenuous. Yeah. But it's also not inaccurate. Because, again, keeping the casual base around is how the game thrives. But they also need to keep things, like, Mechanically interesting for the mm-hmm. upper end, and so they they're spinning a lot of plates. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a fair amount of disingenuous messaging in the community, of just like, oh the casuals this, oh the hardcore this, um, and I think people just don't take the time to frame and reframe, of like, yeah. oh if my skill level were this. You know, from whatever perspective you are, looking to whatever perspective you could be, and thinking about the other person, um, not a lot of that going around. But, basically, yeah. I mean, the consensus is, if or the consensus should be, you know, I don't know if it is, but the consensus should be that if you're balancing encounters around one weapon, that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. Because you'll always have an outlier. Just like, in, just like in PvP. Um, I think what people have to realize is the casuals like me are what drive those expansion numbers up. And the hardcore players like you are the ones that keep the lights on. So Bungie's gonna want to bring in as many people up front as possible. And that's why the expansions Always have the big shiny right Mm -hmm. Like that's why they always have those record Breaking like your witch queen had a million People Mm -hmm. buy the Expansion or some crazy Number like that and then You know Because people people will buy the The expansion the annual Pass And they'll get bored and stop playing But it doesn't matter to Bungie because Bungie already has The money and then people like you is what keeps the team there to constantly working. Mm-hmm. And then, bam. So, definitely, Bungie, Bungie's state with the the split player base is definitely a topic for, excuse me, another time. I do want to tackle a couple topics at once. Uh, real quick, though, these are not the only exotics that are being touched. Bungie is sticking their hands in the pot and... Touching in some way twenty more exotics, I believe, for lightfall
1: thereabouts they yeah. um they mentioned that later on,
0: yeah. um, we're not going to go into details. They don't. They said this doesn't mean they're nerfing twenty exotics. These are buffs and nerfs. They're getting their hands on it, right? They're tinkering with it at the workbench. Maybe Telesta will come back. who knows,
1: apparently, the number is also twenty six.
0: Did I not did I just like think it was twenty?
1: No, it used to be twenty.
0: They changed it since TWAB came out.
1: No, they mentioned the TWAB that the number was twenty, but they're uh, like, no, oh, okay. actually it's twenty-six.
0: This is what happens when you skim articles, folks. You get misinformation. Alright, so the next co- the next couple of things I kinda of want to lump together since they're like the bulk of the rest of our topics for today. Um, and that is crafting. Adept Raid Weapons and Weapon Perks. Uh, They talk about weapon perks and what certain weapon perks do. And I believe in Cross's video, he mentions how they're talking about bringing unconventional weapon perk pools out of things like raid weapons. And putting them into just like, you know, world drops and stuff. Did, mm-hmm. Do I have that right? Do you remember that at all? So,
1: for adept weapons, or for crafting adept weapons, basically they're just like, well, the crafted version of a raid weapon is just flat out better. So, for adept raid weapons, they are talking about, they haven't stated explicitly, but they're talking about adept raid weapons dropping with enhanced perks.
0: Right, I remember that. Um mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Otherwise, I'd I'd do this. I thought, uh, I had thought Crosshead gave an example of like a perk combo that you could only find in like a raid weapon.
1: Oh, uh, that's in, them bringing perks from older raids potentially. There we into, go. Yeah, into world drops or newer raids or refreshing things.
0: There we go. Uh, my hope is that they bring Wrath back and they give Genesis chains Genesis chain incandescent. Uh, because having a fire auto rifle like that with incandescent would be massive for solar 3.0 just saying
1: that'd be kind of funny
0: uh but yeah no so to go back on crafted weapons there's and i feel like this topic is this, this is something that people get into discourse about every week there's a lot of back and forth about crafting and we've talked about it in extent but the big pain point is like you just mentioned that they touched on today is There's no reason to do hard. There's besides a triumph and a cosmetic. There is absolutely no reason to do adept raids that have craftable weapons. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you could just craft like the God roll fusion rifle from Val the Disciple. Is a craftable. So yep. I mean, every got
1: roll right round, it's just craftable. Uh, unless you get lucky on your adept, there's no mm. reason to seek that out right now.
0: And I think... So one of the other problems people are having with craftable weapons in particular is the drop rate for borders. Sure. And this is something we've been dealing with since Witch Queen? like since the launch back in February of just tying things to crafting particular frames and then just not having those frames drop. Mm. Uh, The biggest culprit was uh, Wellspring, which every time I have run it on Tarnation Day, run it two, three times, don't get a red border and just stop playing because at that point I'm just frustrated. But that's a personal thing, so I'm not going to say everyone in the community feels my sentiment. And this week specifically, and then this will lead into our next topic, uh, which is weekly challenges. So last, two weeks ago, we saw the weekly challenge or the, the quest step for killing 50 champions autocomplete. Yep. Uh, last week was do five catch crashes, yep. which not a big deal. I don't know if master speeds that up at all.
1: You literally had to do one.
0: Really? Yep. That's what happens when you're a casual like me, guys. You're not a high enough power to get a group to do master catch crash. Um, And then this week, the challenge, I don't know what the quest steps are, but one of the weekly challenges is level three crafted seasonal weapons to level 10 yep and i've heard rumors that there is a similar challenge like this in the future as well yep and i will not say what it is because we agreed we wouldn't talk spoilers on this show so how are how are you feeling about it because you out out of the tuna the tuna not out of the tuna (laughs) Out of, the, out of the tuna. Out of the tuna and into the chicken salad. Um, Out of the two of us, especially with the you know everything going on right now on my end, you're the one that's been able to play relatively more. I don't know how, sure. mu- how much time you've been putting in this season, but I know which queen you literally no-lifed it. Yep. And last season, pretty much the same how How are you feeling about all of these things being tied to crafted weapons and red border weapons, and the way red border weapons are dropping in the game
1: uh right now, it doesn't feel great just because this season wasn't really set up to facilitate red borders
0: mm-hmm.
1: um. I mean, you can do the three, you can do the same weapon three times for this challenge. You could do three sidearms if you so desired. It's more just kind of like, it's tedious. This, this season feels very much like, just play the season, kid. Come on. You know, like it doesn't, I'm not really compelled to (laughs) play this season, honestly. I, I show up for the story bit, but the seasonal model is wearing on me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's narratively, it's interesting, and narratively, I think it's important, but in execution, just like I don't care, you know yeah
0: yeah, i I get that. I think at least the last week I did the story, which was I think two weeks ago, where we found out what was in the jars, where you go to right. parlay with with Aramis yep, fantastic. I've heard there are some decent developments over the past two weeks that yep. are just as good, but. I said this going into Season of the Plunder and towards the end of Season of the Haunted and now, you know, you're saying it. True Vanguard made a whole video about it. And I think a lot more people are coming around to Yeah, this kind of this kind of it ain't fun no more, guys. Uh not not the game because obviously like we still have fun in moments of six-manning Iron Banner, six-manning I mean, you six manned eruption and had a great time.
1: Oh yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah,
0: King's Fall, you know, mayhem. Like, they're I'm not saying the game's not bad, but the the current model to get daily and monthly active users, right. is is tedious. And I think you look back at Season of the Undying and people didn't like that because it was tedious. And then we had ups and downs and now we're just we're just starting to just slowly cascade further down
1: i would also though on that note very quickly Mm -hmm. um i would take the undying seasonal title triumph list over the scallywag triumph list
0: the seasonal one was just like what do a bunch of vex offensive and get the guns
1: vex offensive get the guns kill vex in like ridiculous amounts with certain weapons but all things you could reasonably control the 50 ruffian kills right now in expeditions is actually like no way
0: yeah no way you literally i'm at the point where they'll tell me it spawns and there's so many enemies on screen i still don't even know where he is
1: no i can flip to it and kill it instantly the point is your fire team rarely gets lets you get to that point
0: oh yeah another one i was having trouble with is summoning crewmates on catch crash or oh, in yeah. expeditions and it just didn't want to register right um but you know i think not i think it's it's these challenges and triumphs it's It's gotten to the point where the challenges are almost predictable because they're almost the same every season. My, you know, save for the seasonal event or like the seasonal activity because last season we had complete severance using only arc weapons you know, stuff like that, but all the general gameplay ones... On Europa, do bounties, patrols, public events, and lost sectors. On yeah, Nessus, no shockers. Yeah, on Nessus. Calibrate marksman guns. It, it, it's the same thing. Get, kill X amount of champions in Vanguard strikes. Get X amount of kills in Scorched. You know, get X amount of points in Gambit. Masterwork in armor. Reach the power cap. I think the problem with the, the seasonal model is the fact that they're asking us to do the same thing twice and, I, and I, when I what I say what I mean when I say that is seasonal challenges are just triumphs they're triumphs that give you XP instead of a triumph score they may not be as, as lengthy as certain triumphs but they feel this it's it's the same kind of do x amount of thing for x amount of time and then click box Mm -hmm. and it's not enough i'm sorry go ahead
1: no i don't disagree that's pretty much it right
0: yeah and it's not like you said it's not enough to carry the, like, the narrative's great. The narrative's good. The narrative team have just been, you know, killing and crushing it. And I wonder if this season's lackluster because of what's coming up.
1: I would have to assume so.
0: I would, I would hope so. I mean, I've enjoyed some of the recent seasons, but if I'm going to be honest, the last season that I had a lot of fun with, and I mean a lot of fun with, was Season of Arrivals. Hmm. And that could be because they were taking so much out of the game that there was just so much to do, and it was so varied. Because you had three whole planets that the season was revolving around. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have seasonal challenges and stuff like that, but... It's just... <laughs> it, it also... I got so hyped when I saw this season in the re- in the in the reveal. And you did, too. We were in voice chat. Yep. Like everyone was going nuts. And now sitting here. It's I, I, I'm just what you said made me laugh. The come on, kid, just play the season. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the Pinocchio Island. What's his face with the cigar and the beer? Come on, Pinocchio. Just have a puff. <laughs> we're all turning into jackasses <laughs> doing mm-hmm. the same thing. That's a, I'm I'm kidding on that part. But no, um what well, it it just now it's just like you guys like the drifter, right? Mhm. You guys like Mithrax and Ido? <laughs> okay. right. They're here. Yep. Yeah, but what about like the plot that Witch Queen set up? Where's all this like intrigue and mystery and how Witch Queen was going to be this big detective thing?
1: That'll be next season, hopefully. Spider! Mm -hmm.
0: I I will say the narrative does have certain questions and answers that that they're going through, which is really fun. But when you give us a challenge that's craft three seasonal weapons and level them all up to level 10, even if they're the same weapon, halfway through the second one, you're going to get bored out of your mind. That was the problem with Solstice of Heroes, remember? And you wouldn't you did three armor sets from the back in the OG Solstice when it when you had to do the story missions.
1: Yeah, but I mean that was
0: You got a prize. That was different. Yeah, you got you know you're,
1: You got a prize, but that was different. The weapon itself, that locks you into a playstyle for a bit. Of even just like if you're going about your business and you just have it equipped. Uh, and the leveling is kind of slow unless you are going to toss yourself into the shirochi pit or the grass pit. Um, yeah,
0: And that's that's not fun.
1: No, I mean, it literally is not fun. That is, you are there to complete an objective. Um, it's, uh... I think they mentioned that they're working on tuning how uh, crafted weapons and red borders get leveled. I don't know if that already happened, but I remember it's not the end that. of the world it's just no, no. tedious and the fact yeah. that it was tied to a weekly challenge for repute that's what didn't feel great to me if it was just like a weekly challenge fine but the fact that it was tied to an upgrade for the seasonal grid like that felt a little mm-hmm. that felt kind of i hesitate to use the word scummy but shitty. that didn't feel great yeah yeah
0: it, you know it felt it felt shitty it it really did especially when this the seasonal, you know, the same grid we've been leveling up since season of the season of the hunt chosen season of the chosen. Uh especially when this time around there's just, you know, they had to patch in you know, the first weapon you get every week is or, you know, the first weapon you focus is is a red border at mm-hmm. the start of the week or whatever it is. That's still only mm-hmm. like one as opposed to you know season of the risen where you could literally just oh look here are all the weapons. I could pick the one I want to get mm-hmm. and then you know level it up. Um yeah just just to put a bow on it, it's I think it's a it's a twofold issue and I think that's these are the straws that could inevitably like break the camel's back. Sure. Is the way crafting feels as a system uh, and the fact that seasonal fatigue is starting to happen not in the seasons going on too long but rather it's time to log in and do the same thing over and over because that's that's the best way to get the XP and that's what people want. People want the rewards that are locked behind the season pass. They want the the exotic ornaments and they want the shaders and all that fun stuff but they're gonna sit there and go oh man I wanna play strikes oh man but like if I do three challenges that'll get me five levels in my season pass uh, alright you know and it's begrudging they, they're they begrudgingly doing things I'm not saying everyone does but I'm saying there's I, there's gotta be some people out there you know but it is what it is. We'll see what Bungie has to offer with this seasonal model uh coming up next week. Well, no, next week we're they're going to be talking about Season of the uh not Season of the Haunts. Festival. of the cost. There it is. And they're going to tell us about how we're going to get our sweet team mech costumes. Hey. Spoiler alert. Probably got to pay the Fen Church tax. That's what I'm calling. I mean, it. yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So okay, so the last thing I have on this list is something well oh, there's two things one, uh, somebody in our in our clan Discord posted it they're fixing shotguns. Mm-hmm. They're finally addressing the fact that shot guns shotguns, shotguns don't connect in crucible as often as they should. And the last thing is they're looking to buff kinetic damage not the kinetic slot kinetic damage which is massive because kinetic weapons feel like nerf guns especially Mm -hmm. in things like gambit so that's that's just about everything i got on our list today now is there anything before we wrap up that you wanted to say touch on Kind of put I'm out in. there. i to do it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thank you, Zeph, for yeah coming here and talking and airing your grievances. Such and as they are. Such as, you know, Festivus is coming early. We're going to air our grievances. Uh, otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. Let us know somewhere, anywhere on the Internet, how you're getting through the season and what your thoughts on crafted weapons are we'd love to know other than that let us know if you liked today's show be sure to leave a rating on itunes subscribe to us on spotify and drop us a follow wherever you get your podcasts also all of our social medias will be in the description of this episode thank you so much again for listening we hope you have a fantastic weekend we hope you enjoy yourselves and until next time fly safe guardians